Welcome back to Swing the Twig. It is a Friday. I'm Tommy Franks. Jeff Wilkinson is here, and so is Anthony. Guys, what is going on? We have a wild, literally wild weekend of wild card baseball. It's finally here. How are we feeling? Man, thank God. And to think the, se- the season almost didn't happen, and look what's happened, you know. Pujols, 700 home runs. Miggy, 3,000 hits. Judge broke the AL home run record, arguably the home run record. And now we got playoffs. Well, I think about it this way. We were just having this discussion today. I think the I think the idea of having these series is, and I told you this earlier this afternoon, Jeff, these series are all in one stadium. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. I understand that's the current situation of how it is now because they're kind of forced to do that. But, I mean, when you look back on it, either have a 155 game season or cut some more double headers in add some more in earlier in the season. They were scrambling too close to the end of the season here. Now we have no time to to have an actual wild card series to where we could have a, you know, travel for game two and travel for game three. If a team wins game two, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I, I personally like it. I like it that it's all in one stadium because it, it puts that much more of an emphasis on getting the higher wild card spot, or if you happen to be that third divisional winner, that yeah. isn't getting the, get that isn't getting the buy. Now you really have that much higher of an incentive, um, and that much more of a reward in order to play in your home stadium. You know, because that, like, you look at, um, oh my God, you look at Tampa and yeah. Cleveland. You know, and that's going to be huge for Cleveland to play all those games at home, you know. And, yeah, like Tampa might not have the greatest fan base in MLB, but that's still going to hurt not being able to play at home, playing the trop, you know, with uh, with any special conditions that they have there. You know, the way the ball carries and all that, the way the field is laid out. So, yeah, you know, but they were. Those, what's that? All those little things add up, you know. I get it. But, like, when you think about it, it's like a like a close matchup like the Rays and the Guardians, right? Where it's not, you know, I don't know, like a three six or something like that or it is a it, three six. Or well no, I'm sorry, not like a take okay, fine. Take take a matchup. <laughs> like, thank you. All right. Well, I'm talking about a closer seated matchup. You know what I mean? So I guess that would be Seattle and Toronto, right? I guess that one, yeah. right? Four or five. Take that one as an example, right? You have that 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 close of a matchup and I don't know how I feel about um, who's not getting up. Uh, Seattle wouldn't be getting home field. I don't know how I'm how I don't know if I'm a fan of that or not. Like they played so well this year, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I got that. I'm a fan of having the favorite having home field advantage, obviously. But for all three games, like I don't know. I mean. It's a little... I mean look at this way too you know like football like you know that's only one stadium you know it's, I, I i know it's only that's one true. game, you know but it it's only you know one game one stadium that's it and originally that you know because the wild card has always been one game that's how i mean it's always had to traditionally be that way but that's how it's always been you know one game which means one stadium and they're carrying that over again it's just 
you know, an extra two games in that stadium now and a bit of a break for those one, two seeds. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. Like it's, I, I mean, I get the whole reason behind it now. I mean, it makes sense to me now, but it's just not, I don't. I mean, I mean, I, I would rather have this than have five teams in each league and one game wild card. Right. Yeah. And one. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. But it's, I guess it's the way that it is now. But I'm saying for the future, I guess if you like it, then it's, then it's all good. But I mean, I don't know. The way I see it, if, if you have a four or five, that's just, there, there has to be a home, home game at some point for that team, right? I mean, that's just how I view it. It's, but for it's for a matchup, I guess like the Phillies and Cardinals. All right, three six, uh, a little bit different. Mets Padres, even Mets Padres. You you called me out on this earlier because uh, I thought it would be, um, I thought it was going back to San Diego for Game Two or something. And then you were like, no, it's all in City Field. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a total shock to me. Like, imagine a seven game series, right, and all seven games being played in in one stadium. How would you, what would you think of that? I mean, that would be, that, that would be a little too much, obviously, but I mean, yeah. you, you also got to look at it in terms of, you know, like you're taking a three game series and now you're making it five days, most likely, because especially for like the Mets and the Padres, like to play a game at let's let's say four o'clock in the afternoon because these games are staggered two four six eight or twelve two four six throughout the day so there's always baseball on during the playoffs so that would require them having to say play at like four o'clock in the afternoon in new york fly out to san diego and play there at four o'clock in the afternoon then fly back over to new york fly back into queens to play another four o'clock game the next day. That's a lot. It wouldn't be as bad if it was say like the Nets and the Nat, the Mets and the Nats, you know, just to throw two closer teams out there without that time jump. But it's not possible to do it that way. I think, I think if you are going to have them travel back and forth, then honestly, you have to make it a five game set because otherwise, like you have to play five games and, you'd have to wait five days anyway if you're going to go back and forth just because that makes the most sense. So Yeah, like an ALDS, right? Three out of five kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. Well, let's get down to the uh, matchups. The odds, the betting odds came out just uh, today or the other day for these these series. Well, if you're listening now, um, the Cardinals and Phillies obviously are set to play. Tampa, Cleveland, everyone's playing. Um, it, but the first one will be, uh, Cleveland and Tampa in the afternoon and then Philly and, and, uh, St. Louis after that. Well, the pick, the, the odds are in guys and the heaviest favorite is the Mets to beat the Padres. Are we going to ride the Mets still? I mean, I mean, the Padres have no pitching outside of, um, outside of you Darvish. Do the Padres have a reasonable shot to beat the Mets? I don't think so. I think. Just to clarify here, I know we went went through this on Tuesday. Yeah, I honestly don't see a way they can do it. I think the only way they can do it is if you Darvish has a career game 
and is able to outpitch Max Scherzer, which I guess it could happen. I mean, it is you, Darvish. He's he's quite good in his own right, and he's proven to be a good ace this year. So crazier things have happened, but to be able to beat DeGrom as well in game two, I don't see it happening. And then ha- and then have to go against Chris Bassett game three with no sturdy starting pit with no sturdy number three pitcher on the Padres side. I just don't see it happening. All right. Well, let's AC. Do you got it. You got a differentiating differentiating pick or you ride with that. Mets. No, I mean it's. The, I mean, look. I mean it's it's the Mets to lose. I mean to Jeff's point. <laughs> I'm sorry about my dog. Oh, but uh, yeah, someone's barking. I love that dog. Uh, yeah, he's uh literally. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's trying to tell you no. Go Padres. <laughs> <laughs> Probably he's howling. Literally, as I'm about to speak, too, I'm just like, <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> minus two hundred. <laughs> Sir, stop. <laughs> it just carries on. Should we keep that? Yeah, we can keep that. <laughs> we can keep that in. I was thinking about cutting it out, but now we got to keep it. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it. Why not? <laughs> Add some authenticity to this, you know. Yeah, I, it makes everything perfect. The joys of podcast. Well, Snowball says Padres clearly. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I guess he's gonna be riding with Dom because I'm not riding with Dom on this one. I mean, I mean, look, the, the, the. I yes, he's, he's enthusiastic. Yeah, he's mad at me. Snowball how likes dare, the Snowball how, rides how, how, Padres. How dare I not take the Padres? But no. I think it's 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 the Mets to lose. I mean, they 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 have. I mean, they need to win this. They're expected to win the. They're expected to win the whole thing. You know, they were preseason favorites heading into the season, and and the fact that they were, <laughs> and the fact that they're in this position is kind of sad. You know, because everyone said the Yankees were supposed to be. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> this is hilarious. You know, most podcasters cut this out. Yeah, I know, but it's starting to get annoying. No, this is awesome. But uh, we but got no, dueling I mean, picks. Yeah, I mean, but um, but yeah, like everyone was talking about. Remember, like in you know, in the dog days or summer, right? The Yankees were collapsing, and everyone's like, "Are they going to win the division?" We still ended up winning the division and holding our lead. Right. The Somehow. Mets never did. The Mets never did. So I got. So I got. I got. Um, so I, I have the Mets in this only because they need to. Because if they don't win this, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some like pissy, pissy Mets fans. And Steve Cohen is gonna be not one happy camper. I'm gonna go do this right now. So. Very true. And if the Padres win, someone's gonna be happy right there behind. Uh, right there behind you. So yeah, Dom, Dom will be pretty happy too. You would think. I gotta ask him if he's going to a, a game. Um, any of those games in City Field, he could be. Um, but he's, he's such a hard worker. So who knows? All right. Well, Tampa, Cleveland, Jeff, we're going to ride the guardians bandwagon. Still nothing really changes on that end. Right. I mean, you were pretty hard on for the guardians. Oh yeah. That's still an easy one for me too. I, I say, I say Cleveland as well to win. 
um, that series. Although it's tight, I think Cleveland will win that series. This, this changes my whole view, Jeff, after our conversation earlier today. This changes my whole view on how I pick the series. I'm even harder on the Cardinals now. Um, not, I'm not as hard on Seattle now as I was before. But I'm definitely all in on the Cardinals. Not literally all in, but I am all in on the Cardinals. And that's um that's my that's my hardest pick. But Cleveland, yes. I think Cleveland has no is no doubt gonna win this series against Tampa. Of course we could be wrong, but Oh. There's always that possibility, but yeah. I don't know. I I I can't see that happening. Now Toronto moving to the Jays. They have been historically when they make the playoffs been pretty electric at home, especially in wild card series. And I I still recall that Texas series back in 2015 and or 16 I think it was, um, where Bautista hit that massive home run and the and the mm-hmm. and the legendary bat flip and you know and and that and was then Rug, and then Rugnito door punching well, his was, lights out. Well, that oh, was the baby. year after. That was the year after. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yes. So I think back to that all the time when I think of the Jays and how they perform in the playoffs. I think that stadium is going to be super electric. There's no restrictions now as far as COVID is concerned. It sounds like unvaccinated stars for all these teams are going to be able to play. Not that Seattle really had those players, but um, that's not a concern anymore in Toronto. So no one really has an advantage on that end anymore. It would be a concern for us. because Why would it be a concern for the Yankees? Cause, cause if we get to that point, if Toronto wins that series, and if they somehow manage to beat Houston, we would be playing them now for the pennant. True, true, true. Yes, I. Oh, yeah. I would. I mean, I'd want someone to beat Houston, but are we even backing on somebody to beat Houston? No, we're not doing no. that, right? No, I, I'm not. I think. I think. The Yankees are the only team that can beat them in the in the AL at least in the AL. I th- I I think any of the divisional winners plus the Mets in the NL can beat Houston, but I think we're the only team that can beat Houston as far as the AL is concerned. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I tend to agree. Now here's the, I'm gonna jump way ahead here, so forgive me if. If the Yankees can manage to beat the Astros, because we're that's guaranteed that's they're guaranteed in the ALDS. If they win their series, as they're playing each other in the ALCS. If the Yankees beat the Astros, do they win the whole thing? I think yes. Mm. I think wholeheartedly yes. I think they can. The, um, I think the momentum they would have after beating a team like the Astros, not to mention the fact that I think they've done well against the Dodgers. And the Braves, generally speaking, uh, matchup-wise, in the past couple years. Um, last time they played the Dodgers, they won that series. Uh, two out of three, pretty handily. They they kind of blew the last game, but it didn't matter much. Um, the Braves, I remember them beating the Braves pretty good the year they won the World Series last year. I I think the Yankees really, if they beat Houston, can really win it all. There's a, there's a legitimate shot there. I think that tacked on with the momentum that they would have after beating a team like the Astros. Correct me. Like you, you're free to disagree with me, obviously, but the momentum would be insane. Well, I mean, yeah, because yeah. I mean, they beat the Astros. They're in the world series. So correct. And 
You know, I mean, it's they're they're now the team that we have to get over the hump, right? So they're our kryptonite, and until we beat them, they will be our kryptonite. So um, because there a really is none of that in terms of that kind of rivalry in the National League, you know. And it would be the first legitimate Yankees Astros matchup where there wouldn't be in the playoffs where there wouldn't be cheating involved. So I'd be yeah. very curious to see how how that goes, though. If any, if the regular season is an indication, it looks like it's going to be the same performance from the Astros. Got to give them credit; they got a lot of great young, great young ball, ball players that have really not been involved in the cheating. They were there; they came after the, all of this crap started and finished. Um, so that finally brings us, guys, to um, St. Louis and Philadelphia. Is I mean, I'm be, I feel like I'm being tricked here with with the Cardinals. All three games are in St. Louis, and the odds of them to win the series on FanDuel and comparative odds on other books are like minus 130, minus 120, which is basically a 50%, 52% implied odds. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really low. I'm just saying. I mean, look, I mean, they do have Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola will be pitching game two, not game one. Zach Wheeler is going to be taking game one just because of the way that, um, just because the way that rest and everything is factoring in. So Nola's pitching game two, not game one. Um, so I mean, it can happen. I mean, I I, I was wa- I was walking down the street in Philly, um, earlier tonight to pick up a food order, and I heard like two three different conversations like red october red october you know so that this city is hype they got they're gonna have like buses and stuff and hype stations set up all around philadelphia they're uh, that committed tomorrow saturday oh my god yeah these dudes are, they're they're coming from new jersey in the center city and running all around center city Jesus. they're doing stuff all throughout the city yeah they're good. They're obviously going to have the watch parties at the stadium and stuff down at down in South Philly. They're committed. That sounds that way, man. That sounds that sounds um, interesting. I mean, yeah, that's that's I, I mean, the fact they wouldn't prioritize the Eagles over the Phillies still is interesting. I thought they'd give up on the Phillies. Actually, why would you well, if they're red hot like this? Why yeah, would you actually? They're in the playoffs for the first time in a decade. The more I so, think about it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And think about it this way. It's kind of like, it's like, it's the, it's the classic Philadelphia, um, the classic Philadelphia way to get to the playoffs. You, you bag your season, like the first half of your season, you fire your coach, and then somehow your team, you know, pull like it's lightning out of a bottle performance. And all of a sudden, they they clinch the playoffs on like the last three days of the season. Yeah, but those are the teams you have to watch out for the most. It's so true. Like I remember the Flyers having that a couple times, firing their coach, mm-hmm. making the pl- ending up making the playoffs, and it's the same thing. And I, I, I can't understand why the Phillies just did it this year. With, obviously with Girardi and now Bob Thompson, uh, who's also a former Yankee coach, by the way. Um, that is look credit to Bob Thompson. I didn't think he'd be at this job now, but I think everyone's going to be rooting for the Cardinals. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, we're all rooting for the Cardinals, right? Yeah. I mean, I had the Cardinals. I mean, I kind of said it in the, I know you said alternative, the, uh, alternative, yeah. alternative Cardinals. Uh, 
Yeah, because they're my team if the Yankees were to get out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna pick the Cardinals. I won't I I won't be I won't be devastated if they lose though. Like I'll be okay either way if the Cards win or if the Phillies win. Plus, if the Phillies do win, I got a baseball stadium. 20, 25 minutes away, go down there, get some tickets, there you go, playoff baseball, so why not? That's true. That's a way to look at it. Yeah. Um, I am I am excited for the ALDS whenever it comes, and uh, whoever Cleveland or Tampa, I have a feeling it's going to be Cleveland, but uh, if, if it's Tampa, I'm, I'm even happier. It's going to be a wild stadium regardless, and it'll be my first... Well, I was there the last Yankee playoff, home playoff game we had, so... Uh, Tuesday, if I if I choose well, to go. Well, here's the other thing you gotta think about Cleveland too. You know, we are Cleveland's kryptonite. When you think about it, you know, Minnesota is more than Cleveland's. Yeah, but Cleveland too. You remember 2017? You know, down 0-2 in the series, come back. Oh win that sure. One. Do you know? Do think the exact same thing. Think of yeah. 2020. Yeah, exactly. We've had we've had their number. You know, we are their Houston. So right, right. So you think you think we would have a fire under our asses if we play Houston? Cleveland's gonna have a fire under their ass if they play us. And all I'm saying is, <laughs> they they need to watch out. Well, I mean that that 2020 game two. I know we refer to it a lot. That game two had me sweating more than pretty much any other Yankee game um, imaginable. And that game two of that Cleveland series, the, the one the Yankees clinched the. Um, clinched the series on the wild card series against the, the Indians at the time. It was, that was the most stressful game because the lead changed so many times and it got to the point where the Yankees literally were three outs away from losing the game. And then sure enough, DJ LeMay at the middle, tie the game and then so forth and, and got them the lead in that same hit and then a close out of the game. I mean, that was the wildest Yankee game I've ever watched. Not ever. I've watched in the past five solid since 2017, the wildest Yankee game. I, um, I, I, I'd put that Twins game up there with constantly back and forth, home run after home run, uh, ending yeah. with that Aaron Hicks catch. Literally the only thing he's ever done for us. <laughs> that that was probably the greatest Yankee game that I've seen. You're talking about the regular season game. Three years in, ago. In 2019. Yeah. yeah. That was on my birthday. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> just in terms of the back and flow, the back and forth and the flow, and then the way that it ended. Kepler lined and, it and Hicks just dove. Yep. Yep. That's that's probably the greatest Yankee game that I've seen. That was the last ball he made an effort to make a play on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a pretty good one. But, I'm, I mean, I, I thought you were talking about playoffs initially. I was like, what Minnesota Ow. game has been? You talk about we talk about Minnesota being um, us being Minnesota's kryptonite. I mean, I can't think of one game that Minnesota made me sweat. Even that, even in even well, like early in the playoffs, on, yeah. But... Even in the play, any time in the playoffs, even if we were losing, like you just kind of knew like it was all gonna come back. <laughs> as negative as I get about the Yankees constantly, I always knew against Minnesota it would come back. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just there's always those teams that just can't finish. And it's always those those certain matchups where it just never works out. And that's certainly one of them. Well, I mean, that kind of does it for the wild card uh, matchups, guys. Uh, did we pick a winner for Seattle and Toronto? I, I do think Seattle. 
for that one. Uh, but I'm not as that, hard on it because I thought they'd have a game in Seattle. Yeah, that that's one of those series that honestly, I think whoever has home field advantage is going to win it. I think if it was going to be in Seattle, you got to give it to Seattle. Since it's going to be in Toronto, I think you got to give it to Toronto. How sad is that? I don't want this Mariner season to end. I really want... No one actually, does. Actually, wait. The winner of this plays the Astros, right? So, so yes. who would you prefer to win the? Who would you prefer to win this series? Who has the best chance to beat the Astros? Their divisional opponents, or the Blue Jays? Probably the Jays. You really think the Jays? I was going to go with the Mariners. I, I really think the Jays. <sighs> That's so hard. AC, have a differing opinion. Do, would you prefer Toronto or Seattle to play Houston? Would I prefer to? I prefer uh, probably Seattle. Seattle's got the Me better too. staff. You Me know, Kikuchi has been not what they expected. Burrios have had the, one of the worst pitching seasons of all time, and they got to, I've said this before, they have to eat all that money. So good luck for the next six years because they're going to be kicking themselves with that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as great as the offense is, and it didn't really live up to the hype that it, everyone said it was, I mean, I mean, I think it's, it, I have Seattle winning it, and I prefer Seattle just because they're going to give Houston um, probably a tougher matchup than Toronto would, unfortunately, because of uh, yeah, the I have a better staff and that they're young and they're you know they don't have a target on their back. Yeah, no, I I agree in in terms of like on paper and everything, Seattle has the best chance, the better chance of beating them, but neither one of those teams beat Houston nine times out of ten and that one time is gonna be not not because they played better than them it'll be because they got lucky and of the two teams that are most likely to get lucky or just have a ridiculously insane streak of fortunate events i would pick toronto over that you really think it's gonna be toronto over them for that i i really think toronto's got the best the better chance of beating them but look at who's been consistently hot throughout the season, though. I get the home field and everything, but look at look at who's been consistently hot. The hitters. Well, Houston, Houston has also played the Mariners more than Toronto, so they've they've seen them the most. They know how to exploit them the most, and Fair. a team like Houston, they will be able to exploit them much better than what Seattle would be able to exploit them. Can't really say the same thing about Toronto. My God, can you imagine if one of them beat Houston? Ooh. I think Yankee fans would be jumping. <laughs> We'd be jumping out of our seats if if, well, uh, if that if that ever happened. Well, careful what you wish for. Because if Toronto wins, that's a movie right there. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not fearful of the Jays. I think I think that I think the Jays are literally a movie where it's where it's not reality. There, it the fans think the fans think of this, um, this odd fantasy, that's never there, and preseason when you hear all the hype, we heard it this year. We got bought into the hype, unfortunately, by everyone picking the Jays to win the division. Never am I picking them to win a division, to dominate anything ever again. <laughs> Not until they do anything substantial, and making the playoffs on a team off of a team losing does not count. So I, I, I can't. Or, or in essence, do it when 
when uh, people expect you to, right? But right. they were. I mean, no one expected them to do anything really last year, but like people knew, like okay, they have Bo and Vlad, and yeah, at the time Kevin Biggio. So like, all right, these young guys whose dads were former studs in the game, maybe they can do something. Then obviously, you know, Vlad had his almost MVP campaign hadn't happened for Shohei and. Um, you know, Boba Shad started to turn around and, you know, Kevin was slowly progressing, but everyone kind of took a step backward last year in terms of those three guys, which is not good for that Jays team next year. They got to really like figure it out and really hit the ground running from start to finish and not just for a month and then fizzle off. Even the hitters, right? I hate seeing these stats for like guys like Bichette where it's like, Oh, OPS of 1.6 in the past two weeks. Like I, why does that? Why does that matter? Like, okay, you're hot, but like, where have you been all season? Like, that's where I'm just like, you know what? I don't, I mean, that's, you got to be consistent. You have a good, you have to have a good OPS. Like judge Goldschmidt, 1.05, 1 1.01, 1 uh, 1.1 OPS averages. I mean, that's where you got to be. If That's how I think at least, um, you know, I, I don't care for a two weeks that, and that's, and that's a good point. Like that's, that's what they are. Like, you know, they get hot every couple weeks and, and then the hype comes back again. And mm -hmm. if Seattle beats them, I'll be super happy. Um, but I do think Toronto will win and, and play and play Houston. I'm basing off the regular season though. I understand the divisional matchup. I mean, Toronto, I mean, Toronto hasn't played well against Houston all regular season. They've actually been beaten up pretty good by the Astros. So have the Mariners, quite frankly. Um, like you said, Jeff, because they're divisional foes and the Astros know really how to beat them. But I, 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 I got to prefer the Mariners because the Mariners know them better than the Jays. They perform better against them than the Jays, if anybody. So that's just that's just how, I, how I'm taking it, I guess. Well, that's all our picks, guys, for the wild card. Are you guys excited? You're going to be watching all the games this weekend? or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching. I mean, you have to. I mean, this year, I mean... Especially for us, because it kind of has some, it'll tell us who we're facing. So, in essence, right, you want to get a taste of who your opponent is. I will be very intently watching that. Um, I will be very intently watching the Rays Guardian series without a doubt in my mind. So, we didn't pick any upsets here, guys, I don't think, right? Yeah, we don't have any, we don't, we don't have any upsets. <laughs> They're all considered favorites, the ones we picked. Well, we're bound to lose one then, uh, I guess. All right, so let's let's look at the awards here since we're at the end of the regular season before we go. Unless Jeff has a free pick, then we'll get to that soon. But um, we'll get right to the awards, guys. I mean, who would you want to – the regular season's ended. Let's look at the Cy Young first. Who should win the Cy Young in the NL side? Who should win the Cy Young on the – AL side. Do you want to make quick picks on that? Sandy and Verlander. Verlander for the American League? That's the closest one, mm -hmm. I would think, right? Who would be right behind Verlander? I don't think there's anyone right behind Verlander. I know his brother's going to be yelling Shohei from the rooftop, rooftop somewhere here right now. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, and, and that I guess that brings us to the MVP award. Um, for the National League and the American League. Are we changing our thoughts here? It's Judge and Goldschmidt, right? 
it has to be judging Goldschmidt, the only one that comes close to Shohei. And I mean, yeah, like he hits well, he pitches well, but he hasn't done what Judge has done. I would put Machado close closer to Goldschmidt than I would put Otani to Judge, honestly, because Machado is really when Tatis got suspended before Soto got there. People forget the Padres were winning that that NL West for a very brief period of time. And the mm-hmm. Padres were actually going neck and neck with the Dodgers in that first half of the season. People often forget how well the Padres were doing. And Manny Machado did all of that without uh, without uh, Tatis or even Juan Soto. He did it pretty much without anybody. So I think Manny Machado in of itself is close to um, closer to Goldschmidt. But, and, and I think second half, he's played just as well as the first half. Uh, to to show to show for that too, but mm-hmm. I would I'd put him closer to Goldschmidt than I definitely Goldschmidt is the winner. But I'd put him closer to Goldschmidt than I'd put um, Otani the judge. I mean they're just they're they're different. Um, I mean rookie of the year is that even contested right now? It's Julio. It's a, I mean, yeah, Julio, I mean, rap. yeah, I mean it's Julio. As much as I want it to be Stephen Kwan. It has to be Julio. Hmm. Well, what about... Well, I figured Julio wasn't a debate, but what about the National League? Probably Michael Harris. I was going to say that. Either Harris or Strider. I could I could see it being Donovan. Yeah. I w- but, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to lean Harris, I mean, I mean, the, the fact that the Braves have two potential Rookie of the Year candidates is astounding. And, you know, for, pe- for people wondering how the Braves were able to catch up and win the division, well, there's two reasons why, and probably the two reasons why, their farm system finally caught up yeah. again. Oh, this is an interesting one. The Manager of the Year Award. See, mm. a- AL it's easy. Terry Francona has to be. Okay. Now, what about the National League? Honestly, before they blew the lead, I was going to say Buck Showalter. Since they blew blew the lead, I got to go Rob Thompson. Ooh, interesting call. Rob Thompson. I'm going (sighs) to... This is hard for me. This is hard for me. Manager of the year for the Nash. I'm not going to debate with you on the American League one. I agree with the American League. Um, I think for the okay, I think for the National League, people are going to call me nuts, but I think he definitely changed the culture and brought them to the playoffs for this. Bob Melvin of the Padres. I think that. I think the culture that he brought in to San Diego, the type of old school culture, eliminating the chain, eliminating all this the swag stuff, eliminating all the BS that they were doing last year and in 2020. When last year they didn't even make the playoffs, Bob Melvin eliminates that type of culture, all of the nonsense, right? That Jace Tingler, you know, allowed. And look at the Padres now. Look at the mindset. Look at where they're focused on. And now they're in the postseason, trying to get squeak out a series win against the Mets. I got to give it to mm-hmm. Bob Melvin. And by the way, he came from a pretty bad team in Oakland to be on the Padres. So he's showing. I think- I think next year 
you would have a much better argument for that if they're able to replicate this season and, you know, actually stay competitive for the division beyond the trade deadline, then I think you have a much stronger argument then because it's repeated success. Like people were expecting the Padres to make the to make the postseason regardless. So this isn't anything surprising necessarily. But I think being able to win the division next year, that would definitely catapult him in the coach of the year considerations. Yeah. Here's something I here's something very interesting that we can really debate. In terms of awards, the Roberto Clemente Award. Do I have to re-explain the award again one more time? Or maybe I should for those who don't know it. Um, It it best exemplifies um, sportsmanship, you know, community involvement, and the players, the the individual players' contribution uh, to their team's success. Mm -hmm. Now, that's that would be the winner of the Roberto Clemente Award. Is there a player that you can think of off the top of your head? Now, this is not, I think, National League or American League. It's just one in Major League Baseball. If you had to pick one player in Major League Baseball, who would that be? For the Roberto Clemente Award. If I had to pick one person out of everybody. Take your time. Yeah, no, that's tough. That's (laughs) tough. Honestly, might be a little biased saying this. But honestly, Yachty. Yachty or Molina. Why do you say Yachty or Molina? He is the embodiment of that organization. And, you know, people point to like, oh, yeah, but Wainwright has been the ace. And, you know, Pujols is the greatest right-handed hitter of all time. But, I mean, who's been with them for the entirety of his career? Who, through the good, the bad, everything, who has always giving back to the community and everything. It's been Yachty. Every time mm-hmm. it's been Yachty atop that pedestal. So how how could it not be him? Yachty. AC, you got one here? I... Hmm. For the Roberto Clemente Award. For the Roberto... Ooh. I don't know. I don't even remember who's in the running. Because isn't that everybody? Like, isn't it one from every team? I thought running? it was a. I thought it was one in the league. Oh, it goes down to one in the league. I believe so. Did they announce it. I don't hear. I don't remember hearing anything. Not yet. Yeah, I don't know. That's well, kind of a toss up. I mean, I thought it was everybody. Who was it? Was it? Well, I know Wayno won it in twenty thirteen. Ah, uh, Nelson, here we go. I got Nelson Cruz I got won it a- recently. They they got all the nominees. Um, oh well, that makes everything easier. Yeah, they got they got all the nominees. So oh okay, they when did they release Schmidt. it? I don't know, but they they have Goldschmidt for the Cardinals. That's awfully fast to release it. I was well because they do pick one for every team, and then there's one that wins it overall. Oh um, okay, so so but okay, so one does win it, but they do nominate one from every team. So it wouldn't be Yachty, it would be Goldschmidt. It, it would be Goldschmidt, player. yeah. I if mean, a Cardinals I, player I, won. I would still give it to Yachty, personally, but Goldschmidt's so by that, a good pick, too. So Goldschmidt. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, do you have the recipients for the, or the nominees, not recipients, silly me, the Hank Aaron Award? Mm, let me see. 
I mean, this this is backed by stats. This is not necessarily something that's subjective. It's the top yeah. hitter in every league. So uh, I imagine Judge is in the running for this. Oh, yeah, that's twenty twenty one. I imagine would, Judge is the AL front runner. Actually, you, you would think he would. That's it's his. That that's his. Uh, that's his award. Or would it be Arias? No, no. I think it goes by. I think it goes by home. Does it go by homers? No, sorry. It goes by OPS. Uh, slugging percentage and an OPS. So I think Judge would get it by that math. Yeah. Well, Vlad, I know Rise has a better last pattern. year. Sorry. Vlad won it last year. Right. Now I know. I think it goes by OPS. So I know Arias has the better the better batting average, obviously, but uh, over Judge. But Judge has the better OPS. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, by a landslide. Yeah. Exactly. So. I would think Judge gets it in the na- in the American League. So who would get in the National League? Freddie Freeman or McNeil or Mookie? Mookie. Yeah. I think Trey. I think Trey and and Freddie were up there for the Dodgers. As Jeff looks this up right now. Yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, those, yeah. those are those, those are awards that kind of like kind of that kind of get lost in the shuffle. It's true. Yeah. yeah, it's true. They're important awards, but they get they get they get. Uh, I agree. They kind of they're, they're they're forgotten about though. Yeah, it's so true. Well, who would, who in the Yankees would you guys pick to win a Gold Glove this year? Let me ask you guys that. Since we're doing regular season, he round didn't up play. Here. He he didn't play enough, but I would give it to Oswaldo. Ooh, I got I like it. I don't, I don't think he played enough to justify no, it. No. But if he if he played a full season or if there was a second half award for it, I would give it to Oswaldo. I know this sounds repetitive that we're talking about Judge constantly, but how many gold gloves does Judge have? I don't think he has any. There's oh my many, god, so. what? Why? Cuz he's slow. Cuz he's slow. Are he you kidding track. me? He, he That's the he most can't... ridiculous thing ever. He can't run after and track down balls like the other guys. And yeah, he makes up for it with his arm, you know. That's but absurd. I mean, but I mean, you have guys who are quicker than Judge who have is... who have comparable arm strength. I won't say the same arm strength, but comparable. No, that is that is insane. He he needs to have a gold glove. He should have three by now in his career. That's insane. Like the amount of runners that he's gotten. Um, going for second or third from right field is mm-hmm. unbelievable. And like you said, the arm he's got is insane. It doesn't look like a hard throw at first. Look, he's casually going to throw it in. It's a dart right to the base. No, that's that's criminal, honestly, that, is, that he doesn't have a gold glove. I get that he's not fast, but it's just like he makes he makes up for it and then somebody by picking so many runners off. It's it's crazy to me that he doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, this is this would probably be the year for him to do it, in, in my opinion. Oh, my opinion. God. Yeah. But, uh, because, I mean, other than, like, and I do agree with you, Jeff, like, Oswaldo does deserve, obviously, he's not going to qualify. But other than for Judge, sure. you know. And, Criminal. Yeah, like, other than Judge and maybe Trevino, right? I yeah. give it to no one. Yeah. <laughs> like. Take those That's two guys out. No one, like no, no, no one deserved a gold glove on the team besides those besides Judge and Chirino. Hey, how about uh, Isaiah Connor Fluffy? Eh? <laughs> no, 
Mr. Uh, Mr. E6. Yep. At short, just bobbling every ball. Yeah, I mean, oh. AC, we had we had a friend of ours just uh, loved him for like the first like three months, and then I remember one period in like August, it was just like, you know what? I effing hate him. I effing hate him. <laughs> the, the shift from I love him to I hate him was so fast. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he started, his defense started to become weary, but his 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 empty batting average started to become not so empty anymore once he started hitting some home runs. So yeah, he had four in the year in the regular season, I think, if I recall. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, I still like him. I like IKF, but I I like the brand of player that he is. You know, yeah. quick, bit of a utility guy. Uh, should hit for contact, which leads to a high batting average, like what Luis Arias is doing. Yeah. Interesting. Ichiro, yeah. Ichiro type players. That's what I like. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, all right. I like it. All right. So, Jeff, do you have any free picks for this weekend or you got nothing? You know, I'm all, I'm always wary when it comes to playoff picks. Yeah. But if I had to pick one, I would say, I would say give me the Mets for game two. The Mets for game two? Is that an official? That's what we're going with. Mets game two. All right, all right, and all that, right. And that, and that will be, of course, a Saturday pick. All right, you guys heard it here. Saturday, Mets beat the Padres. Game uh, two. Do we, do we have lines on that yet, Jeff? Probably not. Well, I know we have Fridays, today's, but we don't have Saturdays, I guess. But you heard it here first. Saturday... And just outright, Mets to beat the Padres. So, looks good if the Mets can win Friday night. They'll have more of an incentive to win Saturday. So, there you go. So, all right, if you guys have anything left to say, we'll be talking playoff baseball after today. And we'll be moving into Tuesday and so forth. And uh, we're starting to wrap up the show. Swing the twig in and of itself pretty soon. Um, We're looking for that time. So, Um, But definitely during the postseason, we'll be here. So, We will see you all on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. Let's go Mets. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Swing the Twig podcast. If you really love this show, please give us a five-star review and be sure to subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or concerns, email the podcast at swingthetwig at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, go to our Instagram at swingthetwigpod, or you can go on Twitter at swingtwig.